Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Warped, a completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast where we do unasked for audio commentary of Star Trek episodes. Here are your hosts, Sean. Get me to my regular doctor. They're familiar with my weird, you know, things. Matt. What do you mean? I agree with you, but what do you mean? Jake. I'm not going to let this go, guys. All right. Yeah, I'm going to be a bitch okay. about it if I have to. Philippe. Oh, Did now the know. ships are fucking? Oh, my God. Erin. Uh-oh, this show is so good. We're just, like, watching it. Min Win. Would you fuck, marry, or kill me? <laughs> all of that. I would do all <laughs> three. <laughs> all three in that order. Dear Diary, I kissed an android today. And he told me he felt nothing. Make it so. Well, I'm so touched that we have a fan. Are we allowed to say who is it? A absolutely secret admirer. No, <laughs> I mean, it's a, my. It's me and it's Philippe and I's buddy from high school. Oh, His name's so Kenyon. Yeah. He's also one of our Patreons. He, oh, and we so owe he him some listened. money. We... Because <laughs> we haven't put out an episode in a couple of oh. months. Free, free. Forget about the Patreons. Okay. We, Does we he know better, about, he we knows better, about the supply chain issues. We right? better rebate yes. him for yeah. a couple of months. <laughs> rebate. Anyway. So how did you tell me more about how this landed in your lap, Sean? Uh, well, he, I just got an email from him. He said, I saw you guys haven't posted Aww. an episode in a while, so I hope everything's all right. Um, I've been working on something and I'll give it to you in a couple of weeks. And I so emailed he- him back. I'm like, well, look, we just, life's kind of gotten in the way. And yeah, I think we're going to start coming back eventually. Yes. I can't say I know that for 100% assured. Well, that's a good lead-in for my my sub intro point is I think there's been two miracles this summer. Yeah. Does that seem like the right amount to you? What? The two miracles. Which are? The first one is J-Lo and Ben Affleck finally <laughs> figuring their shit out and getting married. Yeah. Right? Okay. Well, God, God, God married. God right? bless the Benefer. Yep. And the Warp Crew is back at the podcast ranch. Yeah, baby. Here we are. There's I'm a new kitten. <laughs> yep. I'm John. Kitten. I'm Matt. Philippe. I'm al- I'm also Philippe. Apparently. <laughs> Ken- Kenyon, I have Aww. notes. <laughs> I'm not going to let this go, guys. All right. Yeah, I'm going to be a bitch okay. about it if I have to. Okay. Well, well my it. clip has Post. major vocal fry. I'm if that surprised makes surprised you, you care, but okay. <laughs> And I'm May. May's here. Taking up Min's spot. I loved your voice clap that they picked for you. I thought that was (laughs) amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I keep replaying it in my head. Like, it's so, it's such a funny. I mean, I'll admit. I kissed an android and it felt nothing. (laughs) The the level of difficulty is high because Philippe and I do coincidentally sound very similar. It's Mm. as if you were brothers. Yeah. Is if. We're not, though. We're not. What are we watching today, Aaron? Oh, shoot. Redemption Part 2. Yeah, yeah, we're starting Season 5, folks. They said it couldn't happen. 
they told us we shouldn't do it. Somebody needs to kind of remind me what happened. And Somebody redep- needs to. So okay, I think so they're going to give us a little. Oh, I, I, I will give you. I will give you. Let's do a quick. Cling let's on. Do a quick recap. Yeah. Because the, not only the, has it the been, listener at home, it's been a couple of months for the listeners at home. It's been a couple of months for the people <laughs> in, in this, this room. room. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just watched it because I I rewatched both of them together to sort of get the whole story. And I, so so. And also, I wasn't here when you guys recorded that episode, yeah, so yeah. I didn't get a chance to uh, say my feelings about it. We should just go back and do that one Let's again. Let's just do that one again. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to the final episode, but it could probably be done again, right? Uh, like, it could probably I mean, be done better. It's not a timeless classic that can't be redone. George Lucas that and put it a uh, special edition out. So it's all about the Klingon Civil War, yes. right? Picard goes to the Klingon homeworld because he's got this weird, like, arbiter of succession job that got passed on to him when the old Klingon chancellor died uh, a season or two ago. And that's just basically an excuse so that Patrick Stewart has something to do in these Klingon episodes, because otherwise he'd just be standing around going... This is really none of my concern. Uh, I'll be back on the bridge, which he kind of does say in that episode. Um, But he tells Worf, hey, look, we're going to Klingon anyway. While we're there, why don't you get your honor back? Because he's still being he's still discommoded, commodified, discommodated, discommodated, I guess is the word. Yeah. From uh, being falsely his father being falsely accused of being a traitor. But we all know. That it was actually Duras yes. who yeah. was the traitor. Yeah. Worf killed Duras, right, in battle. Isn't that how yes. Duras dies? Yeah, because he killed her, his baby mama. Right. Because Duras killed right. his baby mama. So. That wasn't cool, man. No. Yeah, she was awesome. So they yeah, go to Klingon. Awesome. She was cool. They we And there are basically Kalar. like, there are like three factions. There's Gowron the Bug-Eyed, who we love. Who and who is sort of the and is legitimate? The, the, he's the, been chosen as the new. He's the legitimate uh, inheritor of the Klingon High Council or whatever, and he's the Federation's horse in this fight. And and then there's uh, the Duras sisters, who showed up with a, a like a snotty teenage boy, right. <laughs> claiming this is Duras's son. So it's a little bit like. Um, Downton Abbey, which I've been rewatching lately. So it's it was on my mind while I was watching this yeah. the other day. I was like, this is a lot like Downton Abbey. Gowron is the Matthew Crawley in this metaphor because he's not actually related to the family, but he's going to inherit everything anyway. And the Dura sisters, they're like Mary and Edith, and they're like, we don't get, we inherit nothing because just because our just because Duras died without an heir. Yeah, because our ladies. So they drag this kid that they found, and they're like, oh, this actually is Duras's kid, so he should be the new leader. And then the sort of third faction is Worf's brother, Kurg, who is Mm-mm. one of the leaders of the military. Kern, not Kurg, Kern. <laughs> Kern. Also a fan favorite. I'm going to call him Kurg. Tony Todd. Played by the, the great, great Tony Todd, Tony Candyman Todd. himself. Yep. It's also known as Keurig. And yes, yes. he also makes individual cups of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Those fucking things never taste good. Yeah, I don't know how that ever caught on as a thing, really. So, do you be Talbot? It's it's bad in so many ways. (laughs) 
Oh, have you not gone to the that? The guy who invented them says they were terrible. Yeah, what, what Downton Abbey like, character is he? Takebacks. Oh. I want takebacks. I now don't understand. Kern? Oh, he, well, he's, let's see. He's the brother. He's the mil- He's the military guy. They he's, don't really have a military guy on the show. I guess he's Branson, I guess. He's kind of a Branson. Yeah, he's a little bit of a Branson. I now understand what the episode was about because you <laughs> good. explained it. I used words that you meant something to you. That's good. Uh, I feel like the Venn diagram I love between Abbey, overlap between Downton Abbey and Star Trek is maybe we, just Matt and K. Stan and I have been binging our way through Downton Abbey, and we're we're I in the we're in the final season. We're in season six, which I never saw because I somehow stopped. I fell I wasn't off. watching the show; it fell off or whatever. I missed it. Well, that's so fun. now it's like I'm watching a season I've never seen before, which is kind of exciting because I have no idea what's going to happen. Yay. And then there's, I mean, nothing ever happens. Have you seen Abbey, the but... movies and stuff? Are you <laughs> no, I'm gonna. The then I'm we're gonna. Okay. Then we're gonna watch the oh, two wow, movies once we fun. finish the season. I've been watching a lot of Downton Abbey and and, and the Repair Shop. I've been on a sort of British that thing. Sounds good. Pray tell. It's just really relaxing. I get home late mm-hmm. from work. I work until like nine o'clock most nights. Yeah. So, and I don't want to watch anything like taxing or difficult. Yeah. No. So one episode of the repair shop and one episode of Downton Abbey is the right Super is the chill. perfect thing to watch before you go to bed it because it is so. calm and it is British and everyone <laughs> talks quietly. Yeah. And it's just great. <laughs> it's great. Down Abbey. They have amazing. like you can go have tea and dress up like you're Downton Abbey. Would that interest you? A hundred percent. Okay. Apparently. And this, I'm sure this is why they agreed to let it happen in the first place. The castle where they filmed that is like a huge tourist attraction now mm-hmm. as a result of the show. No doubt. High Clare Castle. High Clare Castle. Yeah. Somewhere in England. It sure is. <laughs> Nailed it. It'd be How weird if it, it's it'd in be weird if it in wasn't New Jersey. in England. <laughs> it's in Miami. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, it's in Albuquerque. Let's go on. It's in that big studio in Atlanta. That, <laughs> right, where uh, they make all the Marvel, Tyler Perry Marvel movies are made. <laughs> Parking lot. Pinewood. <laughs> so anyway, Worf was Worf's like, I am the older brother. Kern will follow whatever decision I make. And I'm supporting Gowron. Kern, meanwhile, is sort of like, he hasn't made up his mind yet because he's like a military guy. He's got a bunch of ships under his command. So he's sort of a potential tipping point, depending on which way he lands. But he's not like he's not in line for the throne. He's just sort of this major figure in whatever decision. is. Well, he also made. wants to get the family name back. Right. He's also into being whatever. Uh, what's the best way to get that recommendated back the side I'll be on. Right. And so Worf goes to see Gowron and Gowron's like, I can't give you your. I can't do what you're asking me to do. Because Worf goes, look, we'll back you if you give us our name back. And he's like, I can't do it. And Worf's like, well, we're going to back him anyway because it's the right thing to do. And Kern's like, I don't remember. And Worf's like, I am the older brother. And <laughs> you will do as I say. Anyway, that is all sort of an overly convoluted way of explaining what happened. But oh, they get was, to. That was great. Um, we meet Larissa and Bator, who are awesome. I mean, two of the best cackling villains <laughs> Star Trek ever with had. With their window cleavage. With yep. their very boob forward. It's kind of a whatever century this is, Downton Abbey situation. There's always something going on with this. They always have weird halter tops and stuff. 
And so in the same way that we learn that we know that the Federation backs Gowron, what we learned at the at the very end of the episode, it's all still kind of unresolved at the end of the episode. Worf, uh, Jean-Luc's like, this isn't this doesn't have anything to do with us. The Federation's not allowed to get involved. We're leaving. And then Worf says, well, then I quit. And Worf Mm. drops out of Starfleet Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. goes to be with his brother on the battleship. And Jean-Luc's like, well, we're out of here because this is a Klingon civil war and we're not allowed to interfere. Yeah. And Worf's like, "Uh, but we think the Romulans are supporting the Dura sisters. And Jean-Luc's like, or maybe that happens in this episode where Jean-Luc's like, if you had some evidence that the Klingons were fiddling around in Klingon affairs, then the Federation would have a reason to get involved. But right now, you don't have any proof that the Romulans are involved. So Jean-Luc flies away, Worf stays with his brother, and then at the very end of the episode, we see that the Dura sisters are being backed by the Romulans, specifically a Romulan who looks exactly like Tasha Yar. That's right. I remember that now. Denise Crosby shows up right at the very end of this episode. And the the reasoning behind all that makes my brain hurt. You will. They will explain (laughs) it in this episode. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it when we get there. But I don't know. Well, it requires remembering an earlier episode. That does not play to my strength. No, it does not. <laughs> Punch that triangle, the tiny one on the inner app. Yeah. I think we're ready. Let's All right. Go. I got 45 minutes and 30 seconds on the clock, and I'm punching the triangle in three, two, one, punch. Yeah, let's go. And now they're going to do last time on Start the Death Check. Yeah, we're going to learn all so. this stuff again. They're not going to do as good of a job as you just well, did. Well, thank you. I appreciate I'm that. I'm coming into this fresh. I followed totally along with your Are you? narrative. You coming in fresh? I'm a bl- I'm a blank slate on all this. Oh really? I you didn't watch the last one? I I I, I saw the I saw the last one, yeah, but I, I haven't seen any of the season's episodes, or at least rewatched. So them. you didn't watch this yet? Mm-mm. Okay, I did. Sean, did you? I did like two months ago when we uh, were yeah. When did we have our fall episode. start? When did that happen? I two mean, months it's ago, been a couple of months. Shit. Yeah. So now we're seeing a recap of everything that's going on. John Luke saying, no, no, we can't get involved. And, oh, they did get their name back. That's Gowron restores their their family name. But then Worf has to quit. What's he's like, Worf's last name? He's Worf, son of Moog. Son of Moog. <laughs> it's actually Dorf. <laughs> uh, here Steven we go. Dorf. The he's Steven Dorf's brother? So there's the and evil Romulan. The Romulan. I feel like we've seen that evil and Romulan. There she is. There yes. She, is. she looks good with a pixie cut. I think that hair looks ridiculous. I think that wig is not. It is ridiculous, good. but she can pull off a weird forehead thing. She's well, got good it's features. because they want her to make her look like a Romulan, so they yeah. gave her the classic she has Romulan good features, hairdo. Though. It just looks she, weird. What does she blonde. remind me of? Oh, we're starting hot. Yeah, yep. right battle. Got a big fight scene right at the beginning. So there's Kern. There's Kern and Worf. Worf's wearing a Klingon outfit now. Because he's a Klingon. Who who's her mother? Whose mother? Tasha Yar, the actress who plays uh, Tasha. I don't know her mother, she's but Bing we've Crosby's talked about daughter this before. Or no, granddaughter. She's granddaughter. Bing Crosby's granddaughter. Okay. Oh, just she has a movie star face, so I when. just wonder what the lineage is there, because it's very She's got a very. I don't know if her mother face. was an actress or not. Yeah. Hmm. 
Gowron is Matthew Crowley. I had this in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> Looks good. I can t- put an a-, a line through it. No, I, I only have seen like first season of Downton Abbey. I feel like it's something that I would enjoy taking. I mean, if you on. enjoy slow moving, you know, I sort do. Of British shows. It's, I do. It's, that's what it is. It's kind of the platonic ideal of a masterpiece theater yeah. <laughs> show. You know? And I like that stuff. It's a lot of it's that old it's that old Eddie Izzard joke where he's like, British movies are like bang bang fuck let's fuck come on. No, the British movies are like, oh hello oh. Sebastian, <laughs> I was just sitting here counting matches. Do you <laughs> need to? Do you need to have the subtitles on when you watch shows? I always have the subtitles on all the time now because I uh. hate the way that sound mixing on television and in movies is done these days. Mm. I always have to if it's a British show. I can't follow along. Whoa. I can't bear back a uh, British show. pulled some business on him. Yep. So Kern pulled a, pulled a maneuver. The Kern, what will Kern come maneuver. to be known as yeah, the Kern fuck. maneuver. Mm-hmm. He lured them into the, close to the sun and then made the sun blow up onto them so that they all died. That's where we get the, the in graphic design, the term kerning. That's what kerning comes yeah. from. <laughs> That's how close things are together. <laughs> Too close. Too close. Oh, hey. So, on another note, sorry to interrupt, but we were watching the sh- the thing on Disney Plus about I- ILM, IL Industrial Light Magic. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And the guy who developed the font for Star Trek was interviewed, but he was for a different reason, but it came out that he was the font guy. Oh, we've oh. talked about him before when we learned that the, the original Star Trek font is called Horizon. Did When we did that, did we know who's credited for I it? Think, I think... I did, feel did like name we, get I feel like we named him at the time. Cool. I feel like we spoke his name. Well, you might enjoy this program. He's one of the founding sort of members of uh ILM. So. Mm-hmm. So, Interesting. And he got paid nothing for it, even though it was been used in purpose. So he was like a graphic designer of something. He kind. wasn't even. He just had some graphic design stools. He just multitasked. Yeah, a lot of those guys were like into a lot of different stuff. It's kind of neat to see the origin. I I recommend it. Uh, yeah, they were all program. sort of yeah. journeymen who knew all kind yeah. of different Yeah, things, they had right? a lot of different skill sets. And it's what's really... That's thing- much like the people on the repair shop, my other favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably very similar in some ways. It's just like they had to do, like, they created a lot of new technology to to create a lot of this stuff. And uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's on real, Disney plus. Yeah. It's totally worth watching. Cause then you, you realize that all the things that came out of ILM, which are like, uh, let's see, every, uh, spe- every, special every effects special effects, effects but like 30 years, yeah. Pixar started there. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. The guy who created Photoshop did it for ILM <laughs> before. So, I mean, it's like, there's so many like origins of like some of the technology that, and, and, and names we we think mm-hmm. of today. That's cool. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that you were watching the that Joanne Woodward Paul Newman. Oh, film, I am right? watching that too. I've seen the first one. I'm I, savoring it. I've only watched the first one, but yeah. it's very good, isn't it? Yeah. Though. They so there's really... a, a documentary on HBO Max. It was done by Ethan Hawke, where it's um, it's about Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. And I'm learning a lot about Joanne Woodward, much yeah. more than I did before. Yeah, she's the one that's, you know, considering she was a movie star, she was not as famous as Paul Newman was. Yeah, but many say that she's kind of the best actress of all time. Oh, I know. I'm just like, <clears throat> she was just never like as huge Well, his of a star, movie star rose and eclipsed, and then I think she took a break to raise their family. But Probably. so there's that whole story, but... 
what's neat is there's all this they he used to interview people and take people a lot of people in their lives so kind of all the famous directors and actors and people around them at the time but he burned all the tapes but the transcripts survived and so in order to bring alive some of the dimensions to a you know a long marriage and careers and lots of complicated stories the ups and downs because he was married when they met so there's all that too um he has a bunch of contemporary actors who are in ethan hawk circle that are distinguished reading the roles of paul newman like george clooney's reading paul newman and whatnot thoughts all that is true um <laughs> Uh, Laura Linney plays Joanne is yeah. doing Joanne Roberts. What the story was? I thought that, it was very clever that that's how they yeah. That. The story was that Paul Newman was like writing a book, and so he was interviewing all that's of these right, people, that's right. and and the there was person, a reason his co-writer his co-writer was like recording all of these interviews. That's right. That's right. I and then for whatever detail. reason they decided not to write the book. Paul so Newman they destroyed, destroyed it. the tapes. Okay, but the the transcripts that of the interviews. But they still have still a record existed. of all these amazing you know people from the time that they. The talked. only thing I didn't like about it was that i thought george clooney was distracting as paul newman oh, okay. because george clooney just sounds he's so george much clooney. like george clooney to me but he's i the, wish they had he's found the someone paul newman of our time he, so it's a good choice he's the Cary grant of our time okay but well who's the paul newman of our we time? don't have one <laughs> okay. we don't really have one i'm just thinking there's not is that paul many because the show is yeah, called the paul last newman. movie stars and really like if we're gonna have movie there aren't stars, a lot of paul newmans yeah, in hollywood anymore it seems like um Anyway, it's his voice is so distinctive that it just kept distracting me that oh, it was okay. George Clooney. Like I wish they had found somebody who maybe sounded a little more like Paul Newman. Generic or even just like nothing at all. But mm-hmm. George Clooney just sounds so much like George Clooney. Hmm. Anyway, I thought it was really like good. a cool way to do it because, you know, it's also like produced during COVID lockdown. So it's all these like people showing up on Zoom and Ethan Hawke's looking, you know, like he needs to shave. They're all and, looking pretty raggedy. Yeah, I like it. I don't know. I just thought it was a neat way <laughs> it was to the early days of the lockdown. Make, people make, were not worried about no, like their physical appearance. It's funny. It's funny to think about it. And they're also setting up their own lighting, so they're just like right. Oh, they're is, all just like this is the best you're gonna get. Max, but it's a, it's a bunch of, of it's, it's a, a bunch of, of old people. people going. Hold on, hold yeah. on. I gotta get the audio working. <laughs> right? Give me a minute. That's fine. And Ethan Hawke in the background going push escape. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of footage, and then they brought in this new stuff. So I, I, I I'm enjoying it. I recommend it. It's a good Hollywood history, and it I think also. If you don't know Joanne Woodward, it's a way to get to know her story more because she's quite a performer. I completely agree with that recommendation. So, Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This thing we're watching. Okay, can I give the specs we missed? Oh, yeah. In the oh, my God. Go ahead. We're so out of practice. Uh, we're watching uh, season five, episode one, Redemption 2, or Redemption II, depending on how you want to say it. I, Original I, I, air date, September 21st, 1991. As war fights in the Klingon Civil War, Captain Picard and his crew must stop the Romulans from helping their pawns achieve victory. I like the way I they arm this. wrestle. I love this. Onto the, a the, knife. The color in this scene is great. Just like the two guys run, arm wrestling. These two guys are just having a punch fight. <laughs> but it's a good-natured punch fight. Written by Ronald Moore. Yes. Um, what do you think the IMDb rating of this episode is? May. I didn't watch it. 
So I'm going to say seven. <laughs> Aaron? I think it's highly regarded because it's part two of a highly regarded pair of shows. I'm going to say it's an eight. Anybody else? I'm going to say it's an eight, two. Eight, three. Eight, four. Eight, four is correct. Uh, you guys. I couldn't have done it without you. Just a, just a bunch this of is why bullshit. We, this, is what that this, is why, was. this is why we broke up for a couple months. Eight, two, eight, two, eight three, eight, four. Who does that? You stole mine. Yeah, price I, is I, right I, I used there. to do it to men all the time. It's fine. Um, yes, this is a very good episode. All the Klingon Civil War stuff is always What do you think of those good. belt buckles? I love the way they dress I the Klingons. I love Klingon outfits. It's so good. Yeah, the, the foot spikes are my favorite. You can't really always, the foot spikes are great. You can't always see them, but they're there. Then multiple people have sashes, right? A lot of, there's a lot of sashes. Everyone in, has a sash. I mean, a, a chainmail sash is like... It's like a metal pack. De rigueur. Yeah, de rigueur. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just... I, I just so happy that that's that's what's going on with them yeah so so we just missed a scene this is just a just to quickly set up what's going on in this episode in addition to the civil war stuff picard has come up with this plan or Jordy came up with this plan to create a sort of blockade between the romulans and the klingons and what they're hoping to do is catch a cloaked Romulan vessel that they ordinarily would not be able to detect crossing over from Romulan space into Klingon space, which would help them prove that the Romulans are conspiring to affect the results of the election. Well, there they are. There they are. Yeah. With the horseshoe crab on there. I head. think they are great. <laughs> yeah. I think these performances are great. I think they are something that you we don't actually get very often in Star Trek, just unrepentantly, blatantly evil characters. So we right. also talk about that's a really good cinematographer. Like, it's great. Little, little the camera shot. The focus out and the focus in. Yeah, yeah, and just the way they both like look and it's very symmetrical. It's a, it's a little cut above. I was writing notes while I was watching this um, a couple of nights ago, but I was high, so I don't know how great. But some of these notes. Oh, I forgot this this storyline too. Yeah, that's what I was going yeah, to get to. Right. Oh yeah, Data's like, let me leave this. Bitch. My joke was their boobs come in thirty seconds before they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay, that was worth saying. Uh, it's so, a me. It's a Mario. Oh, I've got that written down still too. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. It's a Mario. <laughs> that was the joke. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a Mario. <laughs> oh, you uh, laughed this time. Funny. You've it's heard that. Now the more times I say it, the funnier it's getting. Yeah. You really, you committed to it. I, I like that. So this, I created a vivid word picture in your yeah. mind. So this is every, okay. Everybody has has trouble with uh, android leadership. So yeah. th this is an almost an exact replica of an original series plotline where nobody wanted to take orders from uh, Spock because he was a filthy Vulcan. So what's happened is they 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 need all of these ships in order to erect this uh, invisible net that they're going to catch. So they need all of these ships need crews, but there aren't enough sh captains around. So. Picard has promoted Data temporarily to captain of this other ship. And the guy who is the number one, he's the Riker of the other ship, does not like taking 
instructions, orders from filthy robots. So and it's another, would, it's a classic Sean Star Trek prejudice. That person? I would bow down at Data's feet and know that he you was would. going to make all the right choices. I mean, why wouldn't you? You would let the android take the Hell world. yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he's, In not fact, just, he's the best. If I could speak to the robots. <laughs> In case they're listening. <laughs> this one's all, if, if, all if, the robots. If you're now at, or in the future. Yes. Robots, <laughs> please take us over. You see what we've done to this planet. There's no way you could do worse. I don't know. That's the premise of the Matrix. They do do worse. I mean, we're the ones who launched the bombs, though, in the Matrix, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't work. Please. You guys will be excited to know that I saw Is there a a utopian movie or story about robots, about the robots being in charge? Or is it always a bad idea inside? Maybe this gives me away as a robot, but I thought the Matrix was pretty much... You think that movie agrees with the robots? I think the robots love it. They they said that was working out. Uh, Have you seen the most recent one, It's which is brilliant? No, I have not seen the most recent one. It's amazing. Matrix 4? Resurrections. It's amazing. So good. Yes. Okay. an, An amazing movie. I laughed, I cried. Of, it's like a piece of cinema. It's like it's art. a movie. For a for reasons beyond my control, I jumped right into Matrix Two. I haven't seen Matrix One. Wow, <laughs> no. That's, that's okay, that's was, an that interesting choice. Uh, so, how much did you understand? My kid wanted to watch it, and I wanted to hang with him. So I was like, I haven't seen the first one. I'm just gonna jump in. But you know what? Yeah. I know the second is not considered to be as nearly as good as the first, but uh-huh. it made me interested enough yeah. that I do want to see the first one. I'm like, this is an interesting uh, idea that they're discussing here. There's so. a 20-minute sequence in the middle of The Matrix 2, The Matrix Reloaded, that is the best thing in all of them. In all of them. Yeah. It's the fight scene that starts in the house and then goes on to the freeway it starts with him fighting those guys in that mansion uh-huh. and then they and then the you know the two guys who are the ghosts you know uh, the white sure. that whole sequence where they have that huge fight scene on the freeway the, you're telling yeah. me you just watched this movie but you sound <laughs> like you don't know what i'm saying i fall asleep during movies oh, okay, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh the the inverse oh, no. Vanilli, Vanilli. no I so you saw the matrix reloaded but Did you I fall didn't see the Matrix Reloaded. It's the part where, I mean, it's the main, I would say the central good action scene in it is the part where they fight those guys that are like in the white suits and they have the dreadlocks. they're on the freeway. Uh, oh yeah, the white suits. See, he just had to tell me in the terms that I could understand. I'm like, mansion. Hey look, Dana, Troy's in this episode yep. for five she seconds. She just walked across the screen. Hi, Troy. It's see like you later, they, Deanna. It's like, she doesn't get much She's to do like, in this one and Crusher's barely in it I need to get my all. benefits this year. So I gotta cross I think, the stage one time. That's right. I think the one of the downsides sometimes to the Klingon episodes is that they're very male oriented. Yeah. Well, Troy, Troy and Crusher don't get much to do. And really, it's just Picard and Worf. It's really just Picard. And I Worf. mean, Data gets a storyline. Data's, Data's like, got the seep. Even Riker and Geordi aren't really much in this episode. So this is a classic Star Trek story about pre- overcoming, you know, prejudice. It's. I like that they did this actually because. I like it when Star Trek does, you yeah. know, ethical stories about moral morality and ethics. Not that's, if you ask William Shatner. Trek, yeah, well, he's wrong. <laughs> because that's what Star Trek when is. When did it get best. so political, guys? <laughs> I don't know if it's too soon, but there was a comparison because, of course, the big news item is... Well, we, yeah, we should talk about that's that. That's Everyone got a drink? Michelle Nichols yeah. died. Michelle, as... we drink to you. R.I.P. 
But it was often said that her her performance was more understated compared to the scenery chewing style of say. Oh, you sister. think? <laughs> oh, well, sure. So that's been highlighted in her write ups. So that made me kind of think of a window into that that whole topic. I was thinking what I, the thing that I was kept thinking about was how out of all of them. She's the one who had the most interesting life outside of Star Trek, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. like Shatner's just Shatner. He's a ham bone. Like, but she has this whole like second, yep. you know, arguably much more right. important part right. of her life after Star Trek with all the like NASA stuff. Oh, yeah. So she feels like the most interesting one. Fully formed. Out of all of yeah. them. In terms of what their lives were no, like. No, it's been wonderful I mean, to read about story her life. is interesting because he grew up in, you know, he went to the concentration right. camp when he was a kid. And so he has that sort of like really interesting, sad backstory. That's like tachyon? Yep. yep. Yeah. That's uh, Jordy's, Jordy's solution. To I love and, that uh, they make oh, a shit. two-dimensional net. I always, whenever they make a net in space, I'm like, how does a net in space work? Like, yeah, they can you can go just go around it, right? Go over space around. is mostly... Empty, yeah. right? Why it's called space. It's called space. Yeah. It's full of space. Yeah. That's like Jerry Seinfeld. There's so much space. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do with all this space in my space? <laughs> oh, all right. We're going to find out where. <laughs> that was my terrible <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Pretty good. What are you talking it. about? I was impressed. <laughs> it wasn't as good as your Mario. Oh, it she is. Wonderful. Uh, but it was wonderful. <laughs> I got but anyway, that's the chair. that's the problem with nets in space. I, I, I had the exact same thing. I mean, you just gotta go up a little bit, right? Or whatever, you just go around. Is, yeah, you just go around it. There's always around it, but no. So now, especially when they, I, I think they kind of know that they there's a net somewhere, and they're like, they know there's a net, and they're just like, we're gonna go through it still. That's why she's there because she's come to tell him, I know about your net. She's she's Tasha Yar's kid. Yep. Is Data her daddy? No. no oh, you'd is. be forgiven for thinking so. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good theory, though. This good. thing is so silly. So, do you know the the backstory on this, Aaron? Do you know that this was Denise Crosby's idea? She wanted to come back. Aww. And so she... Because she had a good time working on the last episode she was in, which is the episode that this episode is kind of a direct sequel to in some ways. Um... That she kept thinking about ways to come back. And so she, this was her idea. And she went in and pitched it to the producers. And they said, yeah, that sounds like a fun idea. Let's do it. So do you want me to tell you the, the con, what you don't, what you don't remember? Yeah. The part you don't remember? Break it down. Break it down. Okay. There was an episode called Yesterday's Enterprise. And in that episode, uh, there was a weird the time. There was a weird timey wimey thing. Watch that cable, especially. Oh, he went under instead of Limbo. over. That was a bold choice. He was like oh. Catherine Zeta Jones <laughs> with some lasers right there. So there was a timey wimey thing, and there was an alternate universe where everyone was if in a war, but oh, Tasha here's was Guinan, still alive. By the way, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of that episode, Tasha goes decides <laughs> to go back in time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we could have just paused. We, pa- we could have just paused the the, the show. I thought he needed to use the restroom. Only he board. just needed to get some bugles up in here. Oh. Um, okay. At the 
at the end, so Whoopi is the only person who remembers what happened in that episode. Oh, and what happens in that episode is Tasha goes back with the ship that they all know is doomed to be destroyed in this famous battle. But now they're saying, oh, what if not everybody died? What if Tasha somehow survived that uh, attack that she, went back, that she went back in time uh, to fight in? What if she had survived that? That's how she has a daughter old enough. And Whoopi is sort of saying, what Whoopi is saying to Jean-Luc right now is she is who she says she is. And Whoopi's powers are real vague. Like sometimes she's on, because she doesn't just flat out come out and tell him, here's the plot of that episode. Like I just did. She's like, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just my feelings. But I know for sure that's Tasha's daughter. And you're the one who is responsible for her existence which is a lot to lay on someone when you have no details at all mm-hmm. but it's Guinan so but it's Guinan so, so Jean-Luc's like yeah of course cause she's she's the only one who remembers if you remember how that last episode ended it ended with Whoopi going to the ball going up to Jordy and saying uh, tell me what you know about Tasha Yar. Tell me, tell That's me, right. tell me about That's Tasha right. Yar because he, she didn't know Tasha yeah. Yar, yeah. and that's they what she overlap. tells him in that, in her, in that episode. She says, "You and I shouldn't even be talking because mm-hmm. we're in some weird alternate universe." Yeah, she was it's starting to come back to you. Yeah, totally. Thank you. Guinan's the only one in that episode who under- knows that something weird is going right. on. She convinces Picard we have to do, you know, to what what he has to the do. The great Chris McDonald is in that. That episode. is a good episode. That is a top 10 Star Trek episode, I think we said at the time, and I would agree with that. Oh, no. Oh, they're jumping wharf. They're yeah. jumping wharf. In the, in the, in the place that they are supposedly supposed to be able to hang out without getting into fights. That, they established that earlier because Kern was having drinks with the enemy of the other side. And it was like, no, no, this is a neutral area where we're all allowed to come. But then they jumped wharf. So now Tasha is about, or her name is Sila, by the way. Mm-hmm. She is wearing an upholstered. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Love the Romulan outfits. Number. Romulan outfits. Great 90s shoulder pads. Amazing shoulder pads. I do she cannot, gives, I, I cannot endorse the hair. I'm she sorry, gives Aaron. Melanie Griffith the run for her money. <laughs> I'm just like, her face can pull off that hair more than anybody. I just think that is so obviously a wig. It looks like it's made out of plastic. It looks like they stuck it on like top the of her burns, head. I do like the sideburns, though. The nice little curly sideburns. The actual shape of it is different from a previous scene that we saw. It's less pointy. Yeah, it was really widow's peaky yeah. in that earlier scene. It's not as bad here. I like the widow's peak. I think she can carry about twenty pounds of sweat as body. Weight. It must be hot in those in oh those. My, I can't even imagine blankets what those they're things wearing. Are. Wearing. Yeah. Fucking quilt and she's that, got on. It looks like the comforter. Yeah, it looks like something that would be folded up Don't on the end shine of your a bed. Black light on that. It's got Chris McDonald jizz all over it. A halter sash. What a lucky, what a lucky comforter. (laughs) (laughs) A spiky halter sash. That's only funny if you remember when. That'll be funny in the edit. I promise it. (laughs) How heavy of a blanket do you sleep with, guys? Almost none. Not none. Is that because of the heat problem or? I have a sheet. I I have a top sheet and I have a. A, a thin blanket? A cover. I don't have a blanket at all. I have a sheet and I have the bedspread. And that's it. Bedspread like what she has on. Like a comforter? No, like a, yeah, like a, like the thing that would be on top. 
Yeah. The thing that you pull off at it's the It's called a bedspread. Yes. Right? Yeah. Am I inventing That's words? Why, no. <laughs> I'm just making sure we're all agreeing on what the words I, I don't have a, anything in between the sheet and the and the bedspread. Right. I don't have a blanket. What's your bedspread made out of? Probably. I, I don't know. Asbestos, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's know. It's soft. Pure it's so cyanide. Okay. It's soft. Polyester, maybe? And it's... Yeah, probably. I mean, I got it off. And of Amazon. again, is it because you don't want a heavy thing on you because it's too hot? Or I, I do have. Uh, most of the time, I don't. Mm. Yes, most of the time, it's too hot. In yeah. the in the but you like to be covered in the winter when it's cold. I have another you throw another layer on. Uh, yes, I have a a, a thing my mother made. A nice, like an in between thing. No, it's Sean, a, it's an on top top thing. Oh, you put it on top of the bedspread. It's like a quilt. I thought you put it between the bedspread and the sheet. Oh my god! Now we know how Sean sleeps. Sexy, sexy style. Sean, Sean's description of his uh, sleeping. <laughs> but what what are, what's on top? I wish we could get what's that covering on you while you're I doing mean, this? it depends. I mean, if it's hot, I usually I don't have anything on top. Oh, um, but I kind of will like sort of if I'm in the right position, I kind of. Half body undercover, half body not undercover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just have a sheet and a comforter. Oh yeah, you poke like a leg out. To yeah, the like kind of yeah, curl over the end of the the sheet. Of course, I'm living with people. You know, I have like 18 people in the bed with me. So if I get <laughs> if I get like a small Are you portion, kind of sex cult. What's happening? Yeah, you know, they're called children um, that still sleep in my bed. Even though one of them's fourteen and one of them's oh, twelve, oh, they like wander in. While... I didn't know this. Well, you're watching shows and stuff. They no, they just come they in and sleep them. there in the middle of the night. Oh, do they get spooked? What's the deal? I don't know. They're you know huh, we've been co we've been co bedding since they were young. Wow. And we thought at some point in time they'd grow out of it, but. I nope. mean, at some point they have to go to college or get a job. Yeah, but... I kind of felt like, you know, 14 was <laughs> maybe that. too late. Sorry, but... Sean. I didn't mean to mm-hmm. those boobs are a deep v. change the subject. But it's all right. I lo- of... That's the other thing I love about Lurs and Betor is they're just like... uh, She is horny for Worf. Well, yes. she's not really. She's trying to manipulate him. but No, I think she is. And she's trying to manipulate him. That's right. Two things can be true. That's yeah. yeah I suppose that's right. It's a window. I don't believe there. Here's my question: uh, Which one of you? Which uh, is Lursa in charge or is Bator in charge? Which one of them do you think is the boss of the two of them? Whichever one's standing right now, I think that's Lursa. I yeah. think Lursa is the older. A little bit one. like the older. Uh, Lursa's the older sister and. Bator is the like younger, sluttier sister. She's the wild gun. Yeah. So she's the Erlene Mandrell. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reference no one in the world will get. You know, I used to have sex dreams about you remember the Mandrell sisters. Barbara Mandrell. Yeah. I was like, does Barbara have a sister? What's happening here? Barbara, remember the Mandrell Barbara sisters? Barbara has two sisters. Yeah. Barbara kind has of. two sisters. Kind of. Uh, I just I just saw this thing on the news the other day about Barbara Mandrell. She got inducted into the I don't know what Grand Country Ole Opry music. Hall of Fame or something okay. like that. Uh, so she's been on my mind lately. Yeah, I she has. that show Barbara Mandrell's like variety show that she had with her two sisters only ran for like thirty two episodes, but I feel like I watched it all like, the for, time for years. <laughs> I feel like that show was on, but maybe I was just watching reruns of it. Yeah. I came across it, but I didn't spend too much. I spent more time with Hee Haw. 
Yeah, it was hee haw, but more of a music more, based. Yeah, more of a yeah. It was more con- It was more of a variety show. It was more music based. Worf displays no surprise at seeing Tasha. The more Romulan tricks. I'm just like, he has no reaction to seeing her. Not even a reaction of, who is this person who looks Ooh, like right. Tasha Yar? Do, do not play poker with a war. He has no reaction at all. <laughs> He's like, no. Uh, there's Gowron. There he is. His eyes are a little sleepy Yeah, today. he's kind of... He's supposed to be tired because they're in the middle yeah, of war. Yeah, he has been... He's going through a lot right uh, now. Though in his defense, that's fully closed for him. That's, <laughs> right. that, that's how he sleeps. He's yeah. asleep right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lursa is played by Barbara March, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago. Uh-huh. And the other one's played by Aaron Mandrell, right? So. Yes, Exactly. Do you think Was that have... the blonde one or the brunette? They're both. They both have Klingon colored no, hair. No, I'm talking about the Mandrell sisters. Oh, uh, Barbara. Well, Barbara was blonde, right. and then the middle sister had dark hair. She was the serious one. No. She was the Marsha. She was the Jan. Yeah. And then the younger one, who was the dumb slutty one, was called Lurleen. Oh, I love like Lurleen. And what color was her? She was blonde. She was blonde. It was two blondes and a brunette. And they sang country music songs, and they did little Whoa. comedy sketches. I've yep. seen hundreds or whatever, 32 of I, those <laughs> shows. I've seen, I've seen all of them, I think. Yep. But it was also the late 70s, so they'd also do, like, disco numbers. Like, it wasn't all country. It wasn't as, it wasn't as country as Hee Haw. It was a little more glitzy Hollywood. She quit. The, the, she's the one who stopped doing it, Barbara, because she was like, this is too much work making a TV show and it was because it was a hit and they wanted to do more. And she was like, no, was it weekly or it was weekly. Mm. It was in that era when, you know, Sonny and Cher and, you know, there were a million variety shows. Yeah. So she was, but she was like, nah, I'd rather just, you know, tour and perform, you know, in my shows because that's what I like doing. And I didn't, and, and she didn't also, I think like being in Los Angeles so much because she was a country girl. And that's the story of Barbara Mandrell <laughs> with, that I learned from reading her wiki page a couple of days ago. Nice. <laughs> they were they were really big for a long time. They were time. very big. Her big song was I Was Country When Country Wasn't Cool. Hmm. Barbara's. I think that was Barbara's sort of like yeah. big hit. Got, that got no reaction I to any from anyone I actually, I could. <laughs> I'll play I it for you. I need to sing it for me. I'll play it for you during the break. Sorry, I don't want to break copyright. I was actually watching the episode for a second. There, no, it's so. okay. So what's happened is they're you playing tri- Space Invaders. They're, yeah, they're playing <laughs> Space Invaders. They're trying to lure the Romulans into triggering the net nice by pretending that there's a big hole in it for some this reason scooby-doo shit right here it ma- it couldn't matter less i just think that was the most obvious ploy and they completely fell right into, fall it. Right into it it just seemed like it's and it's supposed to be like the height of strategy to create this fake hole uh-huh. but it's like yeah it's quite obvious that <laughs> The hole is meant to be a trap, and sure, and they're all like, "Oh, there's a hole." 
<laughs> well, she even says that's a trap. <laughs> yeah. She knows what's going on. Oh, she does. I think they I just thought they just like all just jump into it. Maybe I'm misremembering. No, I think she I think if I'm remembering right, she just said to him, she said to her like underling, "No, no, this is this is a fucking trap." But somebody just somebody like shoots in it or or maybe he he they've made up a countermeasure yeah. to like Because they his his big fear was if they know about the net, then they'll come up with a countermeasure. And then they did find out about the net, and they did make a countermeasure. And that's why Jean Luc just said, "Okay, we have to fall back because they're on to us. Yeah. They know about the net. Quick, coppers on to us." I remember the net, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, <laughs> Sandy D, Sandy B. Remember when she was like action Sandy star? D. <laughs> She's still an action star. Did you see Lost City? Oh, yeah, that was great. That movie is fucking rules. She is very, very fun in that movie. Yeah. It's not a great movie, but it is a fun movie. It's a fun movie. I didn't care for it. I'm like, this is. You're so stupid. I don't even want (laughs) to. I'll I'll be honest with you, though. After I, 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 as I'm watching that movie, I'm like, this is this is Romancing the Stone, right? Yeah. So then the next day, because it was on HBO Max, I watched Romancing the Stone. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, Romancing the Stone is so much better. Yeah, <laughs> like, so much better. Well, yeah, it's such a superior version. I love that, that same movie. story. So I was just like, uh, but well, I thought, I, like, I thought Lost City was a ton of fun. I was so happy I watched it. Yeah, I, the actually, great thing about Lost City is that the 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 Michael Douglas character is a, 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 a bimbo, a himbo, yeah. instead of an adventurer, which makes the whole thing that right. much more laughable. And Brad Pitt gets murdered like yeah. thirty five <laughs> minutes in. That was that was a good part. I didn't enjoy that. I didn't enjoy seeing Brad Pitt die, but I did. I did appreciate the joke of, oh, the actual hero yeah. in a movie like this just showed up and the movie kills him off. Right. Is he the Paul Newman of our time? He might be. He might be. That's he's like, more the Redford. Yeah, because yeah. he's not he's kind of fallen into that character actor non lead. He's more of a Redford, I think. You know. Food for thought. Food for thought. Leo, Leo might be the Paul Newman of our time. I don't know. God, I hope no. Not. Paul Newman didn't fuck 22-year-olds yeah. when he was in his Well, play, I'm know, not like, talking about his personal life. I'm talking about his acting no, life. Well, but you it's can't, kind of you all, can't separate it. That's the what the point of it is. Yeah. It's not just the work or the person. It's the whole All right. Let it, let it percolate. <laughs> we'll get back to it. I'm going to come up with an answer for this yes. before the end. I think it's Larry the Cable Guy. Eh. Hmm. It, might be, it might be like lawrence fishburne or somebody like that you know somebody who has gravitas yeah like paul newman in his in you know you can't be lawrence fishburne paul newman was white <laughs> you can't compare a white actor to a black okay. actor we'll that's edit. not allowed i'm gonna edit all of that out that's fine. <laughs> lawrence fishburne is the people won't Mr. know T. that you're joking <laughs> <laughs> people will be like if this if anyone ever listens to this people will be like uh yeah, I'm trying to bring in a new crew, you know. Oh, we gotta get that alt right. We're gonna pivot to the alt right. That's right. That's, we always talk. We're about only it. five years late, so we're right <laughs> on time for us. We were five years late to podcasting. <laughs> we're five years late to QAnon. <laughs> Why not? I'm still thinking about the Paul Newman question. It's, I'll work on it. it. Keep it's a fun on it. thing to um, 
noodle around in my head. All right. Matt Damon? Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> too much of a Goomba. Like, <laughs> too much of a Goomba. Goomba. Uh, Jack Nicholson? So, <laughs> so Data has w- won over the first officer, the pr- first officer prejudice. Uh, How? He just, he just science them by being better yeah. at it than he, anybody else. He was awesome. Data. Exactly. He my just point. Sheer awesome. Let data-ness. the robots take over. Mm-hmm. And he, but he also like earned his respect too along the way. It wasn't just, yeah, it wasn't he just, he about, didn't just put him in his place. Right. He, he, he changed, he changed a mind. He changed a mind. A mind was changed. There's that dicky little kid from yeah, that yeah. they've chosen to play <laughs> the inheritor. I love that they ditch him. They're beating yeah. out and they've left him behind. <laughs> like peace. We're about they've to. realized they've lost. Yeah. And they're like, we're getting the fuck out Those of bikes. here. Those bikes. Those bikes. Oh, there they were there they are. Yeah. Those have gotta be so inconvenient. No, I bet they're great. <laughs> I think on Klingon there are lots of like little things that like attack your feet. Right? Like, you, you need spikes you need on your spikes toes. On your feet. They're called children. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they weed them. Out. They run at you going honor, honor, honor. Yeah. <laughs> so now the question becomes: What do we do? Though they've won the war, they've exposed the Romulan plot. They've. It, Gowron has won the internal civil war and is going to be put in the high council. Um, and the question remains what to do. Oh, is the fish in there? I thought I saw him the other day. I don't see him out there. And so the question remains, what do we do with this kid, this Duras, alleged Duras heir? Oh, that's the other part of this is that data disobeyed Picard to to in order to solve the problem, which is how he won the fir- the other first officer's respect. Yeah. He was like he did the right he did the thing. And what da- that's exactly what Jean-Luc is saying is your decision was correct, even though he's like, you can't just follow orders blindly. You have to have your own judgment as well. So he's not going to punish data. Everyone loves Data in this episode. And then I love this part. Look at his face. Nicely done, he says yeah. to him. So good. Oh, nicely done from Jean-Luc Picard <laughs> is the is the equivalent of like a full body massage. Yeah. Like it's just like it's all high it's fives the and warmest hugs. of hugs and rainbows it, and unicorns. He, does, I, he doesn't I, have a spine, but he just felt a tingle. All he has to do body. is say nicely done. I would like a nicely I would, done. I would melt into a puddle. I would if like Patrick that. Stewart ever looked at me and <laughs> said nicely done. <laughs> I would like that to happen. <laughs> He should... if, if Patrick Stewart did cameos, can you... <laughs> yeah, that would be worth it. $500,000. You'd have it forever. Remember cameos? Those seem to have... Are those still a thing? They're, I feel like they're not... Like We don't talk about them as much as we used to. I don't to. think they're as popular as they were three or four years ago. Well, probably not since the lockdown, right? That yeah. was the glory days of uh, everyone videoing each other. I think it might have been replaced by OnlyFans. 
Mm, yeah. <laughs> but OnlyFans is porn, right? Yeah, not I mean, exclusively. Not all, but yeah. I saw, I was looking oh, at a... Okay. I thought it was. I think some sports stars and maybe other celebrities are on a different site. I can't remember call what it is, but I saw Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is on it. Because I was reading, he was writing about Ben Scully and Bill Russell and... All the other distinguished people have passed away recently. <laughs> um, I would have had a header that seemed like maybe you can engage him some way through some. I'll, I'll have to pull what it is. But mm. It's probably it's probably a higher echelon. Uh, <laughs> we're not site. we're not rich enough. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I'm guessing it's probably a hefty price tag. But yeah, I mean, I don't need that much interaction with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He seems like a lovely man. But. <laughs> I don't know. Him. Anyway, there's other avenues out there. Yeah. That seem to. Other than they're going to let Worf kill the kid. They've given Worf. Gowron has said, it's your choice because you're the injured party here because it was his father that betrayed the Empire and that we covered up. So you're, you, his life is in your hands, essentially. And of course, I mean, did anybody really I think mean, Worf was going to kill that kid? Kicked him in the balls. I mean, he his... should kick him in the balls and be like, "Don't <laughs> ever come back here." Yeah, yeah with, with those, those, <laughs> well, those spiky bikes. boot kicking. Yeah. No, balls. no, not with the spiky boots. No, there must be him. special ball kicking boots I mean, for Klingons. Spiky boot to the balls would be rough. Imagine the market for boots, <laughs> things to kick boots. <laughs> like yeah. you've got a boot for ball kicking. Yeah. You've got a boot for child spearing or whatever. That. I love he says that. Because Kurt tells him that's the Klingon way, and he says, "Yeah, it's not my way. It's in my way." Mm-hmm. He's his own. Person. And Worf's like, "Nope, I am the older brother, and Kern will do exactly what I say." Kern, K U R N. I'm just realizing it's kind of a sucky older brother move. It's an it's a Martian move for sure. It's I'm the pretty one, and <laughs> you go stand over there. <laughs> Wasn't that a, a Olsen twin song? I'm the cute one. She's just my sister. Oh my god! Really? <laughs> why do I? Am I? Why am I the only one? Who knows they were this? each. They each accused <laughs> Come themselves. Come on, May. You know this song. I I did not. I missed the whole Olsen era. I well, I was not part of the Olsen era. I was there, but I was not yeah. part of it. I was there, there too. Well, you were, I mean, I used to have drinks somehow with them all I still the time. What are you talking about? You, so you were there. definitely there. <laughs> well, the movies were like playing. That you were drinking. How this ended? What? No, I'm Shows sorry. Are. I'm. I'm. I can't think about anything other than that song right now. <laughs> now we have to pull it up. Okay, maybe they're, we'll they're maybe little. we'll do that during the break. I'm the cute one. She's just my sister. A bit big thumb point. Right, this but way. they're each doing it to the <laughs> other one. Right. The I'm big guessing. joke is that they're identical, but they each think they're the cute one. I understand. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> wait so what happened is he going back to starfleet yes yes oh, okay galron was it successfully took over Worf spared the kid's life which does that ever come back that, I, I don't I think mean, it the does Duras the dura sisters back, do but i don't think that plot line about goodness. the kid ever comes back again mm. we will see larusa and Beitor again yes yeah, we will see sila again and we, we will see sila again and their low-cut cleavage Here's my feeling about Sila. It's a great idea that they ultimately ended up not doing very much with because she's not in very many episodes. Mm. So it felt like they had this idea that she might come back and be like a recurring baddie that they repeatedly encounter. But I don't think they see her 
more than once more, do they? Once or twice? I I mean, the episodes remember. with Spock? I think there's two. Well, yeah. It's the two-parter with Spock, right? And then I don't think you ever see her again. Is that it? Which is weird because they went, you know, it felt like they were setting something Which those up. episodes are in like three or four yeah, they're episodes in this season. from now. They're yeah, they're coming far. up. I mean, they're coming up. Mm. They're in the first half of season five. Um. So anyway, it just kind of felt like an an idea that they didn't really use as much as they maybe could have. Mm. But they won. They won the war. Uh, Worf rejoined Starfleet. And everything's back to normal. Kern yeah. is in charge of the Klingon army, and Sela uh, gets Sela got away, but she will return. Jordy still single. Jordy <laughs> still <laughs> status quo amongst the rest of the yeah. cast, yeah. who we barely saw this week. Commander but... Riker still banging him out left and right. Next yeah. week's next week's pretty short on ensemble work. Well, yeah, it's, it's a, pretty it's much all Jean Luc. Although Deanna and and Data have some good scenes in the next one. Ooh. Um, cause there are, I like Deanna data plots because those two don't get, um, they're not part of each other's stories very often. So except when he's talking about like humanity or whatever, yeah. but it's nice that they get something to, they get a little problem to solve and it's not about like data's, you know, usual stuff. It's, we have a little mystery we have to figure out together. It's fun. Right. And Sean? it's Darmok. It's called Darmok. That's everybody, that's, anybody, anybody listening to this already knew that. That's yeah. that's next. Yep. Oh yes, that's my favorite. Arguably, the best episode of tel- of this show there ever was. Yeah. Oh. Might be the best Arguably. episode of any Star. Trek. I don't think it's my favorite. I don't think I would put it at number one, but it would be in my top five for it is sure. Such a good episode, and a lot of people would say it's right the at best. the top. Yeah. So that's not building anything up too nope, much. Does not it? at all. I have so much stuff. I have correction corners and whole thing, but let's do it. Let's ruin Darmok. Let's do it next week. We'll, we don't have we'll to talk ruin Darmok <laughs> with our content. Let's wait for an episode where we have nothing to say about it. How about Darmok? <laughs> what could anyone have to say about that one? <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to Warped. Please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe. You can email us at warpthepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Warped Trek. We're on Truth Social now, right? I am. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I forgot. We're appealing to the new crowd. Yes, we're on Truth Social at, at Go Fuck Yourselves, uh, All Republicans. Um, I'm on Twitter at Host Warped Men has information about our Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu live plays and podcasts at Wet Maynard. Speaking of which, by the way, just real quick, I've I re-list, I've been re-listening to the first chapter of the Call of Cthulhu podcast, which is called Off the Wagon. It is so good. It's really funny. It's really good. And if if we have a listener who sends us, uh, you know, new intros for us to use in our. We love podcast. you, Kenyon. If you're if you if you were missing us during the months we were away, maybe listen to Off the Wagon. Sean's on it. I'm on it. Yeah. Min's on it. Um, if you haven't already, it, it's so funny. And Min, it sounds beautiful. Min yeah, puts so job. much work into it. There's music. There's effects. There's ambiance. It's. It's the exact opposite of this yeah. Yeah. podcast. It's really well produced. We have raw, we have raw energy, though. That's the- um, Instagram, 
at Warped the Podcast and at Lunar underscore Flare for our merchandise. I think that's all of them. Join us next week for Darmok. Yeah, you got it. Would you like to take us out? Good night, everybody. I'm Aaron. I'm Sean. I'm Matt. I'm Jake. Philippe. I'm A. Thank you for listening and goodbye. <laughs> I was going to say goodnight, but then I was also going to say goodbye. And it I, I, it was one of those moments where your mouth make, tries to make two yeah. words at the same time. Good and night. nothing comes out at all. I, I pictured like a, an animal crawling, like seeing something and going back into its hole. Like, yeah. Not what I expected to see. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>